So as, as, Meg, as Meg alluded to, we're going we're gonna to be having a Finding Nemo clip, uh, all, be, all being well. And I just want you to have in mind, you know, we've been talking about God's rescue plan, God's rescue. And, and straight away when we started talking about that, you know, Finding Nemo just comes to mind. Finding Nemo, you know, Marlin, the, 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 the daddy fish, you know, his relentlessness, his passion, his complete single-mindedness to get his son back. So we're going, to be, we're going to be looking at that. But just have that in mind if you've seen that film. Or, or, or the mum, the mum in Home Alone, you know, getting after Kevin, everything she did to try and get back to Kevin uh, before Christmas. Those sort of Im- images, those sort of uh, films and, uh, and pictures that might come to your mind. Because with a rescue... And this is this was I started started to think, you know, a rescue. It starts with a promise. I'm going to cut get you back. I'm whatever whatever it takes. I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to restore. I'm going to bring back. I'm going to bring us back together. It starts with that promise. And I learned very early on, you know, just as 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 a dad, promises are a minefield. You know, making promises that are too big. And that you just, you know, you know, you see in some films, you know, people saying, you know, baby's been born and they look down and say, I promise that I'm never going to let anything happen to you. And, you know, that's admirable, but you can't control that. Of course, there's going to be stuff that's going to happen. However loving and compassionate that where that promise comes from, it's a big promise that you just can't control. And even small ones, you know, I just forget. I just forget. You know, I you know, I say to Noah, oh, we want to go, um, you know, get to bed, get to bed. Uh, we'll put up on this. We'll, we'll do a games night tomorrow night. And it comes to bedtime the next night. And he says to me, Dad, Daddy, you promised. You promised. And that's the heart. Oh, that hurts so much when, when you get that. But you promised. But you promised. And I just forget. I just completely, it just goes out of my mind. But thankfully, you know, in the Bible, we've got a book here full of promises We've got a book full of promises. And, and, and in essence, the rescue plan is the, is the biblical story, the narrative throughout the Bible, in a nutshell, is, is God's rescue. And there's, there's, one, there's, a, well, there's lots and lots of promises, but one in Isaiah, who was a, a prophet who heard from God about 700 years before Jesus came to earth. And one of, one of God's promises is this. He says, hear what the Lord has to say. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. Your saviour, your, your rescuer, your redeemer. God, being God, can say that, that he will be with us. We've got a God that, not like me, who doesn't forget. If he makes a promise, he will remember it. And there's no promise so big that God can't make it. In all of his power, he can deliver. There will never be a, a situation, you know, it, that Noah has unfortunately had to have with me, where he says to me, you promised, and I say to him, I'm sorry, I forgot. That will never happen with God. You'll never have a conversation with God to say, God, you promised. God delivers. God will not let you down. He's big enough. He's powerful enough. He's got a good enough memory 
to remember every promise he makes to every, part, to every one of his children. To complete and to say, I am coming for you. I've got you in the palm of my hand as part of this rescue plan. And we have to take a bit of a step back. Why does there need to be a rescue? Why does God have to, why does the Bible have to talk throughout around a rescue plan and God delivering us? And it began, it begins with disobedience. There was disobedience. And I even see it, you know, just as me as a dad, you know, disobedience causes, however big, however small, it causes separation. It causes a gap, however big, however small, however far, however wide, that needs to be bridged with reconciliation. You know, in my life, it's a period of saying sorry, of asking forgiveness, of hugs. But there's that, there is that gap that needs to be reconciled, of separation. And, you know, I see it a lot. You know, no six and Lily's four, and we have we have a lot of good. We have a lot of hugs. A lot of I'm saying of I'm saying sorry. You know, with Pipe, Piper's eighteen months, and I don't even know what to do with her because if you tell her to not do something, she just laughs in your face. And I literally have got no idea how you what you say to that when you say to an eighteen month I'm eighteen month old, it just laughs in your face when you tell her not to do something. And I and I you know I hate you know what I found is these Mexican standoffs. So when you say you know. Go and get ready, go and get ready, go and get ready. Okay, I'm going to give you five seconds to get ready. And you start counting down. And when you get to about three, you, you actually realise you've got no idea what you're going to do when you get to zero. Like, and you start to think, I really hope you go upstairs because I've got, no, I've got nothing. I've got no, nothing in my back pocket. I just hope that you're going upstairs. <laughs> you're not, oh, I can see Noah smiling. I think he uh, caught that one. <laughs> but... That disobedience, I said, however small, it brings that, that separation. And we, know, and we read in the Garden of Eden at the, the beginning of the Bible, you know, the one thing, the one thing God said not to do, Adam and Eve, go and do it and eat from that tree of knowledge. And straight away, there's not just separation. There's not just separation between humanity and God, but the whole of creation, the whole of cosmos. There is separation, there is distance. And forever how loving, however how compassionate our Father God is, He is ultimately holy and without blemish and without sin, and He cannot abide to have unholiness and sinfulness near Him. So there then creates that separation. But we don't read in the Bible any sort of deliberation, any hesitation. We don't, see in the, we don't see in the Bible God thinking, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Are they worth it? Should I, should, should I put all of this effort and energy in, in, in rescuing them, in, in closing that separation? We don't see that. We don't see that. We see straight away, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Whatever you may have done, the disobedience there, I'm going to come and get you. And I'm going to come for you. We see a Father God with such a heart, regardless of, of, of the stuff that's gone on, the stuff that's happened, regardless of that, a God that says, I'm coming for you with, without any hesitation, with no deliberation, with no, with no sort of weighing it up, the, the benefit-cost analysis or anything like that, I'm coming for you. 
And just, just with the, the, the clip that we've got, um, we've got coming up, it just really shows, it's with, the, with Finding Nemo, Marlin's relentlessness. Relentlessness. There is no plan B for Marley. Jump on him! Oh, wait, 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 wait. Did you die? Sorry, I'm a little big on the details. So where are you going? Well, you see, my son was taken. My son was taken away from me. <gasps> no way. What happened? No, 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 kids. I, I, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, <sighs> well, okay. I, I live on this reef a long, long way from here. Oh, boy. This is going to be good, I can tell. And my son, Nemo, see, he was mad at me. And maybe he wouldn't have done it if I hadn't been so tough on him. I don't know. Anyway, he swam out in the open water to this boat, and when he was out there, these divers appeared, and I, I tried to stop them, but, but the boat was too fast. So we swam out in the ocean to follow him. We couldn't stop him. And then Nemo's dad swims out to the ocean, and they bump into three ferocious sharks. He scares away the sharks by blowing them up. Golly, that's amazing. And then dives thousands of feet straight, straight down into the dock. It's like wicked dock down there. You can't see a thing. How's it going, Bob? And the only thing I can see down there is a knife in this big, horrible creature with razor sharp teeth. Nice barrier, man. And then he has to blast his way. Two little fish have been searching the ocean for days on the East Australian current. Seems that he may be on his way here right now. That should put him in Sydney Harbour in a matter of days. I mean, it sounds like this guy's gonna stop at nothing until he finds his son. I sure hope he makes it. There's one dedicated father, if you ask me. One dedicated father, if you ask me. And he went through everything. He went through, we've got seagulls as well now. We got, we got through anything, sharks and bombs and turtles and deep sea fish. There was nothing stopping him. Single-mindedness, relentless love, reckless love. And there's a, you know, there's a, song, that, that, there's a song that we sing, and I won't, won't sing it for you, but I just want to read the lyrics. I just want to read, I won't, I won't harm your ears, Steph, don't worry. So, the overwhelming and never-ending reckless love of God it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99, and I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. You give yourself away. The overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, Coming after me. This is, the, this is our Father God. This is our Father. Coming after me. Coming after you. And it's, it speaks in that song about the 99. Leaving the 99. And Jesus tells this parable uh, to, 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 to many people. About a shepherd who has a hundred sheep. And one of the sheep goes missing. And again, without hesitation, what does he do? He goes, he finds that one lost sheep, hunts for it, searches for it until that one sheep is found. And when he finds it, he puts it on his shoulders and goes back to town and, and, and shouts, proclaims, look, the one that was lost is now found, hoisting on his shoulders. That's how God sees us. 
for anyone here who, who is not sure if, they're, you know, if, if, if this whole Christian thing is worth it or the gospel or, or, or following Jesus is worth it or, or what it all maybe means. This is how God sees you. You may think, well, why would God bother about me? Why would God care about if he's got me, if, I, if I'm a Christian? He's got a billion others. But you know what? He does, because before anything, you are his child. And regardless if there's a 999,999,999 good Christians out there, he will still hunt and search and reach out to have a relationship with you. And however tall you are, however big you are, when he finds you, he's going to hoist you on his shoulders. Going to hoist you on his shoulders and say, look, my son, my daughter who was lost, he's found, she's found. Come and rejoice with me. And that is who we're coming to as well. You might have in your mind or, or, or an image of, when you first come to God and ask for repentance, that God's standing there with his arms crossed, waiting you to bow the knee and say sorry. That's not the Father God who we come. We come. And we actually see, you know, we see in, in Finding Nemo, what do we see? And in Home Alone with the mum, we see Marlin overjoyed when he finds Nemo. They hug each other if they can with their little fins. And, and you know, the mum in Home Alone wraps her arms around Kevin when she finds him. There's no recrimination. There's no, there's no, uh, uh, there's no punishment. There's no hassle. There's no, there's no sort of straight away. The phrase isn't, what have you put me through? What have you done to me by running away and I'm having to come and rescue you? Why have you done that? No, we see joy, we see love, we see, we see passion and, and peace and reconciliation. And Jesus tells another parable. He talks about the lost son, the prodigal son, who goes away and says, goes to his father and says, look, I want my inheritance, I don't want to be here anymore, I want to go my own way. And the, and the son then goes, squanders his money on women, on parties, on drink. And pretty soon he's, he's having to help out at a farm, tending some pigs. And he's, he's looked after so poorly that even the food that the pigs are eating looks worthwhile and looks, looks appetizing. And he says to himself, even the servants that my father had are treated better than this. So he thinks, if I just go there and say I'm sorry, get on my knees and plead with my father just to come back as a servant, I'm sure he'll take me back. And we read that the, the son makes his way home and the father is standing and he can see him from quite far away. And I think we can imagine that his father is standing perhaps on his, on his balcony, on his nice, nice estate. Maybe he does it every morning. Every morning he stands there thinking, maybe today's the day that he's going to come back. Maybe today's the day that my son will make a decision to come back to his father. Today's the day that I will be able to have him in my arms. And we hear in the story that that day was today and, and the son is coming. And then the man, 
runs. He runs to his son. He doesn't wait for the son to get to him. He runs. He rushes. He sees the son taking a few steps, seeing the son's intent to come to him. And the father rushes to him and puts his arms around him with tears in his eyes and celebrates and says, put a robe on him, put a ring on his finger. Let's kill the best, the best calf that we've got and have a party. And the older son is not very happy. You know, the older son who says, you know, I've been here for you, tending your flock, making sure, being a good son, making sure everything's okay when the young, now that my youngest brother's gone. And you didn't even give me a young goat to kill. And the father responds to him and says, my son, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is how God receives you. Anyone thinking about, you know, uh, coming towards a wrath or angle God with his arms crossed, waiting for you to submit on, on, on bended knee for him to lord it over to you. There's none of that. When you, when you bend the knee and say that God is a God you want to follow and Jesus is Lord, he picks you up, wraps his arms around you and says, welcome my son, welcome my daughter. There is a celebration in heaven in that. When that reconciliation happens, there is celebration, there is joy, there is happiness. And this is really, you know, as we get into sort of this Christmas season, this is ultimately what it's all about. The promise, the promise that God made to come back for us, to, uh, to restore a relationship between us. That promise is in the, the life, the body of Jesus Christ. In that baby boy is that promise, is that declaration from God saying, I am here and I'm coming for you and we will be back together. Emmanuel, God is with us. So from finding Nemo, from, from Marlin, coming back to his son, from the mum in home alone, and coming back to her son, we've got a father God who is relentless, relentless in his love and his compassion for us. And for those that are still... Uh, in your mind debating or thinking or working it out about following this Father God. There's a party in heaven every time someone says yes and someone takes that step towards our Father God. Amen.